Here we are, the meetings being live streamed. Welcome to the Black Lions Domain, my baby, my interview segment on Black Lions Airspace. I'm your host, Zachary Shallow. With that said, thank you very much to everybody that's been involved in this proud legacy. And in five days' time, I actually am turning this baby, this interview segment, two years old, third season. Uh, I do not have anybody actually in the wings to join me for my season premiere. But when I do, you'll see it, and then I'll say these words. Welcome to Black Lions Domain Season 3. <laughs> but that said, I have two lovely Filipinos, and they've been blessing me with their appearance over a year now. And this is their third goal. And I am kind of laughing in a sense uh, about something that we discussed in private and something that I can make publicly known to. Uh, these two have appeared more than any other males I have known in my entire life. <laughs> more than anybody, even including one MGB Gramkins. Hi, <laughs> <I>, Graham. <laughs> Uh, I've been trying to get you and Matt Love on here for God knows how long, but you two are mega busy doing your podcast. But I don't hate you. I love you fully. And without you two, I wouldn't have these two wonderful souls on here. Oh, man. And it feels right, especially now that Zachary Shiloh's come out as LBGTQ. Yes, I have. <laughs> yes, I have. Uh and I've always said this, kids, and I'll repeat myself again from several episodes ago. I always use the term hunkins and unisex, and I do stuff kind of like a woman. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. But that makes me me, and ah, uh, I love it. I love it. With that said, college students, podcasters, pro wrestling fans, and much, much more. My dear, dear Jiggykins and Troykins from the Pipe Bombshell podcast. They are back to not only give me my tarot reading, but we're here to actually talk about a certain pay-per-view from this past weekend. Oh, dear God. Kids out there, I said I would reserve pro wrestling talk for my interview session. That is appropriate. Uh, so if you're gonna want to have a good laugh with me and my guests, please tune in whenever I talk about wrestling because it's a crazy, crazy uh, universe. Universes, if you want to use that term. Oh, uh, with that said, let's uh, catch up. All right, boys. Since you two have not been here in six months or more. What's been going on with you outside of the pro wrestling world? We will get to pro wrestling eventually, but your lives outside of it. Who wants to start first? Go ahead, Miss Jiggy. Go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> okay. So um just to reintroduce ourselves. Hello, I am Jiggy, co-host of the Pie Bombshell podcast. And um, I guess like one thing that definitely has been that has happened in the past that since the last time. I was on the show. Uh, I got COVID <laughs> not so long ago, actually, just last month. Um, luckily, I am now fully recovered. And I guess like one of the main differences now is that 
the Pride Bombshell podcast has sort of like had a soft relaunch. So, um, Zach, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there was a time last December and last November we were only able to produce one episode a month, a month. <laughs> due to uh, due to some things that we were like, okay, we never we thought we could handle like um a review for all the major North American North American like. Uh, wrestling companies, specifically WWE, Impact, and AEW, but now since but now having like a big slap in the face of how college really is, um, we decided to like really shorten out our thing. So now it's purely WWE, but but we will cover Impact and AEW and NWA. I forgot to mention that we did cover NWA um, every so often, maybe in the pay per views or like when there's something interesting going. Well, we want something catches our attention if I may but yeah overall it's been like really great really okay it was a bit disappointing though because um well I'm just gonna bit to share it so there was in like December it was already the Philippines was low-key already going back to normal we were averaging at a, there was a time even we were averaging like 300 COVID cases a day which is very very low compared to before oh but due to some uh, <laughs> some okay. girl. To, like, some girl. Yeah. Okay. For context, there was this girl okay. who went back from America. Um, she's Filipino. She she had a vacation in America, and she didn't serve the quarantine period from America to Philippines, and she just turned away to a party. She started the Omicron virus spread in the country, and our cases went up to as much as. 36,000 if I believe a day. That is a day luckily now it's the numbers they're sort of down like they're at the 8,000 like they're like less than 10,000 now so you know I'm hopeful that it's gonna get a bit back to normal uh Troy's on his second year of college yet he hasn't stepped on his campus as a college student and wow. so have I <laughs> on my first year so hopefully that changes soon but yeah you know what I guess I'm so more or less the same those are just like the major thing that has happened so yes that is it for me oh that's fine love uh Troy well, for me, um, but yeah, besides the podcast stuff, um, there we like me and Jiggy and the rest of her friends. We were actually supposed to meet towards like the first week of January. Yeah, we were planning to meet up like the first week of January just for like you know reunion because we haven't really seen each other in like two years. But like uh-huh. the start of the podcast, <laughs> essentially, we haven't seen each other IRL. So we actually planned to meet up the first week of January. But yeah, the whole situation with the girl going to the party skipping quarantine happened and like the omicron variant just caused a resurgence of covid in the country like tens of thousands of cases daily so obviously um, the rational decision would be to cancel everything and just stay at home and this was actually one of the more serious uh, resurgences of covid because this was a time when i actually had friends including jiggy as he said earlier who actually had the virus as opposed to before, it was very rare for me to have um, a relative or a friend, a close friend of mine who had COVID. But back in January, it was crazy. And al- along with along with that, and like in, in the people in my university, the workload was just crazy. Like the academic workload was just too much. And like 
the thing is, our school, it's different from GQ school. It's like very notorious for not caring about its students, <laughs> regardless of it being like the top university of the Philippines, believe it or not. Um, so like the students, including myself, would call for like an academic break, just a few days even, just to help us, you know, rest before the whole semester ends. Um, including students who were, you know, suffering from COVID themselves had to push forward and study during their sickness just because um, the school would refuse an academic break. So that was one of the things that we had to fight for. And unfortunately, the school did not listen. So we just had to, you know, push through with our academics in the midst of this pandemic. Um, so it, 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 was, it was a very disappointing time. But outside, outside of that, I was a bit I was relatively fortunate enough that the professors who handled my classes were, they didn't handle it the best in terms of canceling everything just for the sake of health. But, you know, as opposed to other stories that I have heard about professors and instructors who just wanted their students to submit requirements regardless of their emotional and well-being state of health, mm -hmm. um, I'm actually thankful for uh, my experiences with my professors because it didn't take too much of a toll on my mental health. And yeah, I was also able to sort of, you know, along with Jiggy, like relaunch the Pipe Bombshell podcast because it's so hard <laughs> reviewing like so much companies after, you know, because we also had that as a plan last year to like try out, you know, let's get WWE Impact, EWNWA, because as much as possible, we did want to be inclusive of all women's wrestling um, throughout the North American wrestling scene, I believe. Um, but yeah, it was just too much to record and we didn't have that much time along with like our college stuff and other extracurriculars. So we just thought it would be more practical if we only had it on a monthly basis to have, you know, the, pay the essential pay-per-views for other companies. Um, but yeah, uh, what else? Well, I'm, res I'm resuming to college next week. It's my second semester of my sophomore year. So... It's kind of weird because I because our our sem our sem break just started last week, so we only had two weeks to rest. Once, as I said, our university doesn't really give too much care to the students' well being or the faculty even. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we don't really have much of a choice, so we just have to push through. But yeah, outside of academics, Pi um, Bonshul podcast has been going great. We actually, we're actually going to, besides our discussion mm -hmm. today, we're actually also going to have a separate review of the Royal Rumble event tomorrow <laughs> with a good yes. friend of ours. We have a really, yeah, we haven't really said who our guest was, but we'll promote it next week when we do release it. So, yeah, it's been uh, going great. Speaking of people that you actually know in the wrestling industry, uh, Ella J and Samara and the Russell friends, they had no interest in me, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Really? Oh, we'll try to we'll try to get them for you once we do become get yeah, in touch yeah. with them. Don't um, worry. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. And I see Ella J more than anybody else. Uh, she actually is very, very busy. So I'm not complaining. I had her once and I take that as a blessing. And I and I wished her nothing but the best. And I still love me some Jack. She's very cute. <laughs> very cute. Oh, man. And the, thing, the things that she's done, I followed her from the shadows. And it's amazing. She's, 
friends with the likes of uh, Lisa Marie Verone or Victoria from WWE. She's friends with the current Impact Knockouts champion, not what women's champion WWE. <laughs> I did catch that. They try. They try their best. <laughs> you know what? There was an attempt. I'll give them that. Sure, there was okay. an attempt. We're, we're talking about Mickey James. That's the uh, Impact Knockouts champion currently. I, I dive way so uh, we can make a reference about something that was uh, touched upon in a different pay-per-view. <laughs> oh, dear God. Oh, but I'm happy for Ella and think that she's not only friends with those two, but she's actually been writing that she's announced. Yes, hon, yes. Yes, yes, hon, yes. That's all I'll say for Ella J. And God bless and may that momentum keep on rising up and rising up and rising up. Uh, speaking of the pro wrestling world, why not? Let's address the the big crazy thing that happened. <laughs> Called the Royal Rumble. Why not? Why not? Let's get into it. All right. So the Royal Rumble happened uh, this past Saturday. I I was in awe. I said, excuse me. It's happening on a Saturday. All right. Whatever. So I'm not watching it. I thought uh, my friend Datila from uh, California, she'd probably cover it. My friend Conrad Cushman of the uh, Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast would do so. I still got to watch this thing. Uh, but I knew that Dati Love actually was going to cover it. So I'm listening to her review. And hi, Dati Love. I'm not giving up on you being on my podcast. Huh? All right, let's uh, address the rumble. So she's actually saying, okay, all this stuff is going on. So they kicked off with a Roman versus Seth for the Universal title. Okay. So uh, Roman gets to retain by DQ. Seth is technically the winner. Okay. So somewhere down the line, Seth has to get Roman again. He has to get Roman again. But WWE, how will they do it? I don't know. All right. And then we go into the... uh, what is it? I believe the, not the men's, no, the men's rumble is all the way at the end. All right. I believe we actually have the women's rumble. Excuse me. All right. The women's rumble. So overall, the winner is uh, Ronda Rousey or Ra- uh, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Let's, let's call her by her nickname. Rowdy Ronda. Okay. So she returns and wins it. My thoughts are immediately, I'm like, ah. but then I actually meditated on it. I said, okay, she's been gone almost three years. Okay, I'll let that slide. I'll let that slide. So they actually had some uh, guest appearances. And one was by a certain ivory. I said, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. You came out to the right to censor thing. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I was like, I literally saw a clip of it. I said, oh, <laughs> God. Uh, but she didn't win. She didn't win. Uh, 
Mickey James. Mickey James, Ella J's dear friend, Mickey James. Oh, God. So the rumor was true. She did show up for the Royal Rumble. She showed up as the knockout champion, WWE. <laughs> How dare you say she's the women's champion of Impact? Not saying she's not. Not saying she's not. But the proper terminology in pro wrestling as far as impact is concerned. Knockouts, <laughs> you crazy hunt. Oh, God. Uh, but I didn't expect Mickey to win. I did not expect Mickey to win at all, at all. She's not on their roster. WWE, if they actually ever have guests, don't expect them. Don't expect them. You gotta be one of the chosen few, in my point of view, to actually get something like the Rumble or uh, a certain world's title. Oh God! Oh God! Oh, speaking of world champions, what is the deal with Charlotte Flair? <laughs> What's the deal with the SmackDown Women's Champion being thrown into the Royal Rumble? Uh, kids out there, if you're not watching this and you're listening to the audio, I just took off my glasses, but I'm laughing very now. Okay, so the past, all right, uh, four years, the Royal Rumble women's version has been strictly women that are not involved in a championship scene. They're not involved in any championship scenes at all. The winner gets a shot at whatever champion they want. Okay. So for some odd reason, this year, I don't know why. I don't know why. Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown Women's Champion, was entered into this Royal Rumble. Why, WWE? Why? Why, why, why? So you could actually get Ronda versus Charlotte at Mania. <laughs> yeah. You crazy. <laughs> oh, uh, if you wanted Ronda versus Charlotte, you didn't have to have Charlotte in the match. You didn't have to have Charlotte in the match. You kind of made her championship not worthwhile. If anything, let Ronda fight Becky. <laughs> God, let Ronda fight Becky. Oh, but you're going to go the other way around. You're going to go the other way around somehow, some way. <laughs> the writing's in the air. I can smell it. I can smell it. You want Charlotte versus Ronda at me. Oh, God. And eventually, these two will talk about it. Uh, their general thoughts. So let's get to uh, my review of it completely. All right. So uh, Becky Lynch, who celebrated a 35th birthday on the same day as I did, retains the Raw Women's Championship against one uh, Piper Nevin. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I mean, shit. Excuse me. It is 
Dewdrop. Dewdrop now. Okay. Okay. Dewdrop. I didn't expect Dewdrop to win. I didn't expect it. I love me some Dewdrop. I, I love her. Oh. Uh, any uh, plus size huns that can go in a wrestling ring or anywhere in life, God bless them. All right, so we move on from Becky beating the living hell out of Dewdrop to a. Uh, oh God, oh God, the great pre-move to the main event. <laughs> All right, so Brock Lesnar. The almighty beast incarnate himself with Paul Heyman in his corner faces one Bob Lashley who has MVP in his corner. So I'm hearing what's going on left and the right. The end goes like this, kids. One Roman Reigns, the head of the table, the mastermind of the bloodline family shows up. And when the ref is down, Paul Heyman turns on Brock. <laughs> and uh, when Heyman hands uh, Reigns the belt, Reigns looks at the belt like, this ain't worth nothing. And then smacks Brock with it. And now the Samoan king and his uh, plus-size Jew friend haul off. And then some odd seconds later, Bob Lashley crawls on Brock. Uno, dos, tres. Over. <laughs> and I read the result. I said, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. So you had... <clears throat> Brock diss Bob the night after uh, Brock wins the belt. I think it was. I don't follow what happened. Uh, so you had him basically diss Bob on a raw and say that he's nothing. Congratulations. Congratulations. You made him nothing. I wasn't a heavy Bob Lashley fan for years, but you did Bob Lashley dirt. You did him dirt or er, 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 <laughs> Yes, you did. Oh, God. And, and I was thinking in the back of my mind, because you did that, Brock is going to want not just Roman. He's going to want some Bob Lashley, too. But we'll discuss a certain situation that happens soon. Soon. All right. And then... Let's get into it. The actual rumble itself. <laughs> oh, oh dear God. Oh dear God. The Royal Rumble has been around over 30 years. It's made stuff. It's made WrestleMania. It is the number one match to determine a number one contender for WrestleMania, a world title, to my knowledge. But the last five years, <laughs> going back to 17, 
It seems like the Royal Rumble has been a petty sex match <laughs> by way of uh, winners. Oh, God. And the story that you want to tell going into WrestleMania WWE, congratulations. I picked up on this. I think these two possibly caught on to it. I think other wrestling fans may have caught on to this. I don't know, but I will give my two cents now. All right. So 2017, you had Roman Reigns face, I think, uh, Kevin Steen for the Universal Belt. You had Roman lose. Okay. And then at the end of the night, you had him come out at number 30. You had him lose. Either which way, the fact that you had him come out at number 30, that was a pity sex moment for Roman. <laughs> that could have been told in a better story. Five years later, <laughs> Roman's number one friend, his number one ally, excuse me, foe, 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 Brock Lesnar, you pull the Roman. You <laughs> pull the Roman. You pity sexed Brock. <laughs> God. You pity sex, Brock. You made him into an invincible juggernaut, but now you made him somewhat of a joke. <laughs> somewhat of a joke. So he couldn't get the job done against Bob Lashley by way of assistance from Roman from five years earlier. Present day, now you're telling the story. Okay, he couldn't get the job done. Let's put him in the Rumble. And then he wins the Rumble, unlike Roman in 2017. But then after these two talk about the Rumble, We'll get into a brand new timeline. All right, boys, who wants to go first? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Paper, scissors. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, so. I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Well, with the men stuff, I guess, it was very typical of the movie. Um, I haven't, obviously, I haven't been really keeping up as it's storyline-wise. Well, like, I have an idea, but I don't watch it to an extent as much as I do with the women's division. And oh. it's just very typical WWE. And I would say, though, the highlight overall, before talking about the Rumble stuff, but men's and women's, um, the highlight for myself was the next tag match, actually, with the two couples, Beth, Beth Edge against Maurice and The Miz. Oh, and, not about that. Yeah, I was actually thinking, wow, she was done about that. But that was one of my favorite matches there, just because Marisa was probably one of my favorite wrestlers ever. She's the one who got me into wrestling, to be honest. And to see her pull, to see her pull like a hurricane, a hurricane round from the top rope, something that she never does, it was pretty interesting. It was really nice. And okay, for context, 
I saw her in the old SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 or something. I was like, yeah, I'm going to play her. And slowly but surely, I got to watch Money in the Bank 2011, fell in love with Tina and Punk, then, of course, the women. Then, yes, that's I just wanted to give a little backstory of that. But on to the Rumble. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, with the men's... You know... Um, with the okay, let's start with the women's rumble, of course. With the women's rumble, you know, for what it's worth, I think the women's rumble was still better than the men's rumble, despite how, despite how the legends were poorly booked. I would say, like, you know, it was. I really liked the moment of like seeing like some of my favorites come up, like Melina, Cameron. It was actually really nice to see them once again, and Alicia Fox and. There's like there's probably at least 10 returning sisters. So I don't name all of them. So it was really nice seeing all of them. And they did get all of their moments. Well, most of them. But the winner, yeah, you know, to be honest, yeah, I was a bit disappointed that Ronda won. I was really hoping on a Sasha Banks win. Maybe even a Bianca Belair back to back. Hell, maybe even a Mickey one. But you know what, Ronda, she hasn't been here for three years. And at the end of the day, WWE is a business. And Ronda Rousey is one person that we can just bring people in to watch wrestling. She's like, she's a household name. So, of course, they will put something on her. I would, you know, I don't even think I'm stretching it. I think she she's popular than Brock Lesnar. Like, yeah. I would, she's female, Brock. No lie. That's true. I feel like she I would is. Say she is. So yeah, you know what? Um, I'm I'm just gonna see how that goes for her. I I do hope though I get we get to see her more, um, in Raw, or Raw and SmackDown. Actually, she's not affiliated to any brand, so she can appear in both. I want to see her wrestle a couple of matches so she can get her feet wet before the big one in Mania. Because if the script follows from last year, she will be main eventing one of the nights in Wrestlemania. So may she face Becky or Charlotte. I'm a bit torn in who I want her to face because that means we're either going to lose Bianca versus Becky or Sasha versus Charlotte. So I'm not going to say anything with that because I want to see those two matches really much. Um, so, yeah. Also, side note, make fully tweeted about this, but what a great day for moms in, in the Royal Rumble. There has not been a lot of moms in the Royal Rumble. Like, quite That's literally. True. That's true. So yeah, it was really fun. Um, I feel like it was also really nice the fact that WWE did type up a couple of legends, I would say, um, appearing. And of course, some of our attorneys were also kept secret. So yeah, it was a pretty good rumble. I feel like though it would it could have been the best if done properly. Mm. But you know what, for what it was, it was it was really nice to see the returnees and all. And honestly, I don't think we're gonna have have that much returnees in quite a long time but on to the men's rumble well for starters i don't really watch men's wrestling so i don't know but i did watch this match because i love the royal rumble but you know i guess it's it's a bit confusing though because i hear like so much stories about it like there's so much changes within the day of like who was gonna win was it gonna be randy orton was it gonna be riddle was it going to be Brock Lesnar? So I have, I had no idea what was going on there. And well, I know who, I knew who was champion, I knew who was that, but all I can say about the men's, men's rumble is the women's rumble should have made it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It, I feel like it should have because of the amount of uh, 
what you call this, the amount of like returnees that was there. And like the source historical significance, I would say, was um Mickey James entering. But you know what? If I were to talk about the men's match as a ma- as a whole, like as a match, it was pretty okay. I've seen better rumbles, I guess. The the results, you know what? It was a bit just, it was a bit expected. So I'm not really that like you know, I was like, Brock's gonna come back. Brock's gonna lose, and he's gonna come out as number thirty. So, yeah, Royal well, Rumble overall it started off great. That versus Roman was really great, especially in the theme of the Shield again was really amazing. Um, it could have had some better points here and there. Maybe like, I'm not. I'm not gonna talk about it much here. But like, one thing I really wanted was more time for Dewdrop and Becky because their match was a bit rushed. Made that because of like a match extending or like the WrestleMania sign literally being on fire while it was going. So yeah, it was a pretty occasional. If I were to grade it from five stars, I'll give it a two and a half or a three. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Because <laughs> it could have been, been better. It could have been a four totally, or a five. Totally. But you know what? I'll give it if I, yeah. I stick with that rating, a two and a half or a three. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I mean, it's a fair rating. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is somebody that watches your product. Probably. All right, Troy. Uh, okay, well, the night started off really great. I mean, like, I don't want... Same with Jiggy. I watch men's wrestling to like very little extent, but when I do, um, more 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 often than not, I do end up enjoying it. And the night started with Seth and Roman, and it was actually a really good match. I was like, oh my god, these two can go. Um, so it was a real. It started at a really high point, and then I feel like it just went downhill after. That. <laughs> um, it had its peaks. It had it had its peaks and valleys afterwards, but I feel like. Um, if you have a match that good to start off the show, um, including the women's rumble, um, starting off the show like as second, I feel like you should have something as big of a surprise as your main event. Well, to be fair, we were surprised. <laughs> we were surprised. <laughs> so that's something, but not in a good way. Um, one thing that I will say that definitely needed improvement in terms of this show, besides the production, because I feel like I have the same sentiments with the Women's Rumble. The legends were there. The women were there. It's just that the production of how the legends were booked to have 30 seconds to showcase themselves um, with the exception of Michelle, Lita, and Nikki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that... The Bellas, I think those are The Bellas, too. So I think those are the only legends who got time. But, like, women like Melina and Summer, Alicia... No, Alicia got... Uh, Alicia, Alicia did, did well. Alicia did well. Um, Cameron, Cameron didn't have. So I wish that they had more time to showcase what they could do because they they just got in there, started like doing Clotus lines and their signature moves just so that they could have screen time. Um, the the production definitely definitely could have been better, but I feel like what could have been better is the sequence of the matches because the men's rumble should not have main evented with that production. If they really wanted to do the Brock um, losing the title and going on to the men's rumble and winning it, I feel like. Brock and Bobby should have opened the opened the show because I feel like they had a good match too. Mm-hmm. I feel like they yeah, had a good they match did. too. Yeah, they did. They did have a good match. And then maybe 
it could have been Brock and Bobby and then maybe the mixed tag team match and then because I really thought the mixed tag team match was going to be like second match on the card I was like because Jiggy and I watched this together I was like oh the mixed tag match is probably second well it was second to the last <laughs> or was it was it like third to the last it was second, it was to, the second to the last it, it was, was second, second to the last. last so yeah I really have questions about who thought of the sequence of the matches but yeah, I feel like they should have went second and then the men's rumble could have gone third and then Becky do drop and then Seth and Roman second to the last and women with the main event because I feel like you know yeah. with Ronda returning I'm pretty sure that is main event worthy too I so, agree so yeah um and speaking of sequence, Ronda should have went in at 30. I don't know why Shayna went Ronda in should have went in at Like, 30. no offense to Shayna, but, like, she hasn't really been booked that much. Or if not, she hasn't been booked at all these past few weeks. Like, she's been losing via roll-up to everyone. Yeah, literally everyone. So it kind of felt weird to see her at number 30. But at the same time, you know, it was a surprise. <laughs> it was a surprise to all of us. But, yeah. Um... In terms of Brock winning, I obviously shared the same sentiments with the rest of the wrestling community. Um, this could have gone to anyone else. Like, they didn't have any legends return for the men. I believe they only had, like, Shane and, well, Bad Bunny. Bad too. Bunny. And that yeah. one guy from Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. What show yeah. is that? One- what show is he from? Jackass. 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 Yeah, but besides them, they didn't really have any legends. So. No, no, it, it was a no for me in terms of production. I and I, I haven't watched in the entirety of it, but based off of the reaction, I can say that it was probably not the best. Um, yeah, probably not the best in a while. Um, and obviously, I feel like the result just aggravated the fans' reactions to it. So that was not a really good mark for everyone. In terms of the women, um, I don't want to say too much because I'm also saving some for tomorrow's review. Same. But I will say, I, the first time I watched it live, I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so much. Like, Jiggy was there to witness all of it. I was complaining. But the women didn't have that much time. The legends specifically didn't have time to showcase their stuff. But, like, after re-watching it, I actually grew to enjoy it more. Because thinking about it, like, the women who were in there, like, Summer, Cameron, um, Alicia... Uh, the Bellas, they were actually the generation of women or divas who I actually grew up watching and got into wrestling with. Like the whole AJ Lee Divas Championship era. That was when I started like super focusing on wrestling. So they actually really meant a lot to me and I sort of grew to appreciate them after the match happened. Um, But my point with Ronda Rousey winning still stands. I'm still not the biggest fan of it, especially since there were so many possible other potential winners. Like I felt Sasha could have won if she didn't enter at number one, the moment she went in at one, she was not winning. Jiggy <laughs> was like, oh, she's not winning. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> That's rude. Um, I was also hoping for maybe a Bianca back-to-back just because, I don't know, I feel like WWE is really high on Bianca. So I feel like they wouldn't, like, they wouldn't mind giving her a back-to-back win, especially with the whole Bianca-Becky revenge storyline from SummerSlam. Um I also thought maybe even Mickey James could have won because her promo on Impact Wrestling was so great. She was like, if I get to win the Rumble, I'm defending this championship at WrestleMania. So that would have been really cool to see her defend the title against. I don't know. Who's in Impact right now? Tasha Steeles at Mania. I lied. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Diana Perazzo even. So yeah, there were so much possibilities. And as much as I wasn't a fan of Charlotte winning, 
um, she did say that if she won the rumble, she would pick her challenger. So that could have that could have been anyone. That could um, have been really interesting. Okay. Literally anyone. She would have uh, picked Aaliyah. Aaliyah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she really could have picked anyone. Um, but yeah, with Ronda Rousey winning, it's it's a bit more predictable. Like the moment she came out, I've been new. And it's just going to be like a repeat of WrestleMania 35. It's just going to be either her and Becky or her and Ron, her and, Ron, her and, her and Charlotte, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not sure how that's going to go because I remember the last time it happened, it wasn't like a five-star match. Um, and it's going to be really hard to follow up WrestleMania 36 with Sasha and Bianca. So good luck to them. 37. 37, sorry. Um, yeah. So good luck to them to follow that up. But mm-hmm. yeah. Overall, I agree with Jiggy. 2.5 out, 2.5 out of 5. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Sorry, sorry. And it sucks because the Rumble is like one of exactly. our favorite, no, our most favorite events of the year. Even more so than WrestleMania sometimes. So yeah, it was interesting. Uh, WWE, shame, shame, shame on you. These two kids over here, they actually watch your product. Faithful. And for them to say it's only 2.5 out of 5. Oh, God. You got to do better to get them to buy your next pay per view. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of which, kids, their next pay per view. All right, let's address it now. So I'm hearing in about 15 days' time here in American time that. One, World Wrestling Entertainment is to take their product out of America, go to Saudi Arabia, and present the Elimination Chamber. (laughs) I heard about that. I said, excuse me? You're taking one of your trademark pay-per-views and putting it into the place where a good lot of people said, young girl, young girl. (laughs) Wow. And I've seen like clips of a Saudi show. And a good one of that crowd is like, not, I'm not interested. They only go, I gotta believe, because of the Saudi family, their Saudi royal family. Otherwise, than that, they're like, nah, nah. Well, so let's talk about the actual matches that have been quote unquote announced. So for the uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championships, I believe the uh, Usos are uh, facing the former War Machine, or excuse me, the uh, War Raiders. Oh, boy. That's going to be something interesting right there. Uh, Becky Lynch, the 35-year-old mom of one, the wife of one Seth freaking Rollins, the Raw Women's Champion puts her title on the line against the former multi-timed Women's Champion and Hall of Famer Lita. What? <laughs> what? I thought you were going to go with uh, Lita versus Charlotte because from what I understood, Lita challenged Charlotte some odd month or whatever ago. Bad writing. Bad writing. That's the number one thing that keeps me away from your product. Watching it. Heavily. Writing. 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 You didn't follow up with uh, Charlotte versus Lita. 
but congrats on uh, giving me two hot redheads for the price of one. Congrats on that. I'll say that much. All right. So uh, the main event, if we want to call it that right now, <clears throat> stands that Bob Lashley, the new WWE champion, I think I'm going to three to four times champion, has to put his belt on the line in the most demonic match in WWE history, if they want to call it that. He's defending it in the Elimination Chamber. One person I know of, <laughs> can you say receipt from the Royal Rumble? <laughs> can you say receipt, Ken? Uh, all right, so Bob Lashley came out on Monday after one Brock Lesnar dressed in his gear. Shockingly, shockingly. Uh, <clears throat> comes out, kind of basically says, oh, I'm facing Roman Mania, but I still want a piece of your ass right now. <laughs> because I, if you actually didn't have Roman and uh, Paul in your corner, I would have beat you. <laughs> okay. So the two go back and forth. Da, 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 da. And we get basically Brock saying this. I am entering myself into the elimination chamber. Yeah, sure, I'm going to face Roman, but I still want you. So they actually do other matches, and I'm kind of in awe of who's in there. So we got AJ Styles. All right. We got Matt Riddle. We got uh, Austin Theory. What? <laughs> oh, God, and there's somebody else. My brain's farting. Oh, God. Not Randy Orton. I'm not going to go digging. No. All right. So let's go with what I do know. All right. So a good one of those guys, I think they're just in there for the sake of having them in there. Seriously. They're not winning. If you actually know Zachary Shiloh's logic compared to WWE's logic, I'm about 10 steps ahead. I actually can see the writing on the wall. You, WWE, are trying to paint this picture that Brock versus Roman has to happen title for title. That's why when Roman Reigns got involved Saturday after Heyman handed him the belt, he looked at it with disgust. Like, what piece of trash is this? And then smacks Brock with it. <laughs> and now you actually are gonna have Brock regain the belt in Saudi Arabia. I'm not dumb. I'm not stupid. But if you actually do pull the trigger on Bob Lashley retaining, I never thought I'd do it. But, but the writing's still in the air. You want Brock. You want Roman title for title. And somewhere down the line, Bob Lashley, if you actually still find him creditable, will want the winner of whoever actually comes out of that match. 
but I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. That's what you want. That's what you're gonna do. A good lot of the other wrestling community fans, they're gonna crucify you like there's no tomorrow if that match happens. <laughs> God, especially these two. <laughs> especially these two. <laughs> oh God. And I will be listening and I will laugh at every single one of these heads that actually come after you one by one by one because you decided Brock versus Roman has to be title for title. And you screwed up just doing Royal Rumble. And you built it up the way you built it. You should have kept the belt on Brock in my my opinion. And then just have him Go through everybody, one by one. Stay with Roman, one by one. And then bring them together before Mania and say, hey, we got unresolved business. Let's get it on. We ain't got no contenders. You and I, let's finish it. But no, 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 no. Again, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I'm just going to sit back and watch. I'm going to sit back and watch these two. I'm going to watch maybe MGD Graham, uh, Matt Love, uh, Conrad Cushman, my friend Mags, whoever else is still in the wrestling community, I'm tight with. Go after you if you actually do that match <laughs> the way I'm thinking you're going to do it. Oh, because I ain't got nothing to say. I got nothing to say. I'm done. I'm burnt. Because <laughs> you burned me years ago. You actually don't go after the ones I want. I bring these hats on because I love them fully. I love them fully. And pro wrestling is something I still cherish. It's part of my legacy in this podcast. But I'm going to let them talk about it now. <laughs> or preview talk it. Okay, kids, uh, I guess, uh, Troy, you're up this round. <laughs> All right, so for the Elimination Chamber, um, I did not expect Becky versus Lita at all. At all. Like, I don't think anyone expected Becky versus Lita either. Well, maybe it was a possibility just because of how big of a star Becky is. And like, considering how she has always said how Lita is, I think, yeah, I think Lita was like the biggest inspiration in her wrestling career. So maybe it could have happened in the future. Wait, I agree with what you said, like with the whole Charlotte Lita thing. I thought that that was the route that they were going for, but apparently not. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I actually have no expectations for this match because, uh, well, let's not, let's not lie to ourselves. Lita has surpassed her prime, of course. I mean, she has still done her those high-flying moves like at the Rumble, too. Like, she did a Lita Con run, and we've seen her do moonsaults, but um, like, I'm just not sure if Becky's gonna be able to, you know, carry her in terms of, like, carry her doing those high-flying moves, like, such as those diving hurricane runners and stuff, because uh, well, I'm not a pro wrestler, but I feel like if you're a high flyer, you're going to need to have an opponent who's capable to, because, you know, it's a very risky 
certain wrestling style. So you need someone who can handle that weight of lifting you up in the air and so on and so forth, which I think Becky's not too known for in terms of like being a powerhouse, um, as opposed to Rhea Ripley, who took that Lita Khan Rana at the Rumble. So that's going to be something interesting to me. However, on paper, it is a dream match. So I'm still looking forward to it. And anytime I see the women wrestle in Saudi Arabia, of course, I'm going to have to support it for sure. Um, as for the men's elimination chamber, um, I kind of saw this coming. I just, I just hope the title doesn't change hands again because I feel like that would be so corny. <laughs> like that short title reign, like, mm-mm, no. They always do these short title reigns with... With like Brock's challenger, so let's be real. So I hope I hope the title doesn't change hands and like Brock gets his like own match with Roman in the future, at Mania, at Mania. Um, but it's the WWE, so never say never. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I also wish that the women could get their own chamber match because it's been a while since they had their chamber match. Like the last chamber match was the one that Shayna, yeah, the one that Shayna won, um, that main event one right before the pandemic hit. So I hope the women get a chamber match, preferably, well, the Raw Women's Championship match is already announced. So I hope the SmackDown women get a championship match in the chamber as well. Um, But yeah, overall, those are my thoughts. I actually did not know it was happening in 15 days until you told me. I actually just Googled it. It's actually quite soon, which is kind of interesting because that means there's around two weeks, more or less, for build-up, so that kind of worries me if we're still going to have a women's chamber match, but if not, then I hope Charlotte defends the title at least. So, those are my only wishes, but at this point, I feel like is are they going to have another pay-per-view after the chamber, or is it like mania already? I, if I understood uh, my dear friend, Datila, and Datila, please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I believe in March they're supposed to have fast lane. Yes, I was about Oh to yeah, say. they do have fast lane. Okay, okay. Uh, so I feel like they have plenty of time to build up everyone. In time for the elimination chamber, I'm just not sure what to expect. Well, especially since SmackDown hasn't happened happened yet, which is like the fallout from the Rumble. So well, I'd be interested to see how things go. That's tonight. Yes, oh, yeah, that is, is tonight. Oh, my God, I forgot. It or this tonight. morning for us. Or this morning for this us. Morning. But, yeah, That's it's tonight. really close. So I look forward to what happens because I'm pretty sure whatever happens on SmackDown tomorrow pretty much gives us an answer to what happens with the SmackDown women's title and the universal title as well. So I look mm. forward to it. I hope they don't mess it up because we just came from the Rumble, which upset a lot of people. So I hope they make everything up for us. At this pay per view, so well, I'll do the promotion again, but for you, as a means of uh, getting your wish. But I was doing that kind of like, oh dear God, because I know what WWE probably will do. All right, Jiggy Kins, you can go now, hun. Okay, so when it comes to first and foremost, I never, th- I know. WWE and Saudi Arabia does have like a partnership until 2030, if I believe. So this is definitely not a surprise. I'm going to Saudi Arabia. But what was was definitely a surprise was the fact that they brought one of their um, 
known events, Elimination Chamber, to Saudi Arabia. I guess it goes to show like how much money and how much pull that they have over there. Next thing you know, you know, I'm not even going to be surprised if in the next five years or until 2030, we're going to get a mania in Saudi Arabia. I'm, I would not be surprised quite genuinely. Well, I don't know how will that work because, of course, the U.S. is still their main audience and that wouldn't really coincide with like the time, but... I don't know anymore. But like, side note though, before I talk about the things. So WWE now has done, um, in recent memory, like a good a pay-per-view in Australia, Super Showdown, the original Super Showdown. Um, they've Now they're doing constantly on Saudi Arabia. And if rumors come true, they are going to have a, a pay-per-view in the UK, a non-NXT UK pay-per-view, a, like an actual main roster pay-per-view in the UK. Really? Yeah, that's what that's what the rumors are saying. So, like, all I just want to say is, come to Asia, come to the Philippines, come, come to Japan. I want to see them go come to, to Japan. Japan at the very oh, least. They go to Japan. They better have Shinsuke Nakamura and uh, Asuka at the ready and have them correct in- exactly. They're so big in Japan as well. I feel like that's one target that they really have. The Asian fan base is like one. I would say that they don't necessarily like dive into besides the Middle East, of course, because Saudi Arabia is in the Middle East. But the thing is, if we're talking about East Asia, they barely go. Well, they do go. There. They barely go there. But it's like what once a year in Southeast Asia, a country, a, a region where we belong, of course, the Philippines, a country that has like twelve countries, a, a country, a place that has twelve countries, yet only two at at most two of those countries get a WWE show every year. So I feel like that's one thing they could really capitalize on. Okay. But more about the event itself, um, I would say that, uh, you know, I'm really excited for it. I do enjoy the Elimination Chamber. I'm still a bit sad, though, that I don't know. Hopefully, they still remove that padding very soon. Because, like, y'all know that there is, like, some ring padding. <laughs> the padding. In, in, in the cages. That's a bit sad to me. It like takes away like part of like the extremeness of elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. So I hope that goes away. Of course, I'm hoping for a women's chamber match. Now I guess for the SmackDown title, or let's say Ronda does declare before Mania, maybe like a number one contenders match for the Raw Women's Championship for Mania. It has been done before with Shayna, so why not do it again? So mm-hmm. I just want another Raw Women's Chamber match. And like you know, now that you just mentioned it. Uh, oh wait, I'll I'll say that for last actually. Um, men's chamber match, yeah. I just hope Bobby Lashley retains. Honestly, I don't see Theory winning. Well, they could put a fast one. I don't know. I don't see Theory winning. Riddle a bit just because he's very heavily favored, but Bobby Lashley has to win this match. And then with Becky versus Lita, you know, I I have more to say like when we do our own review, but like I just want to say. I'm curious to know what Lita will wear in Saudi Arabia now. I'm thinking about it. What, what is she, she going to wear? And when she comes out in the fall, it's over tough. for everyone. No. <laughs> in Saudi Arabia. Lita is going to be covered from her neck all the way to her because the Saudis, they don't let skin show. <laughs> they don't. You know, at the, at very least, I feel like they should do what Sasha Banks did. Um, late last year, where she had like a, bo- a whole bodysuit. Oh, so, yeah. 
and then like a shirt on. I feel like that. I feel like that would work with her and like all of the women who's gonna be in the show. Hopefully, it's more than one women's match. So yes. I heard about that, and I said that is so sloppy. But then again, it's the Saudi law. The Saudis don't like their women actually showing any skin that's not above there. So I couldn't completely crucify it, even though I saw the pictures and I said, you gotta be kidding me to some degree. But I will let it run. That's it. That's the way to go. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. WWE, dear WWE, please, please, for these two, for MGB Crankins, for Matt Love, the host of everything pro wrestling called Conrad Cushman, my other friends in the wrestling community, do not, do not actually make Elimination Chamber very intolerable for them. And Fastlane, too. You've got, as of this recording, you've got less than two months now to tell stories that will get these two, everybody else I named, and others on your show called WrestleMania, from top to finish, you are to get them to watch, not say, holy shit, this is crap <laughs> going in. Oh, man, like I'm saying kind of because of a Bianca Belair from last year, you crazy hunts. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. All right. So uh, other things going on in wrestling. Uh, you want to touch upon that if uh, anything makes you happy? Other things in wrestling. I mean, I heard Impact had a really large viewership this week. And I'm pretty sure we all know it's because of Nikki James. So that's a really huge deal. And like, I just want to talk about how it's really interesting to see how Mickey James actually got two wrestling companies. Not to mention WWE is one of them. Three. She's got three her. NWA too. If we're considering NWA to actually sort of work together, which is something I never really thought would happen. As and in, in the whole time I've been a wrestling fan, I never thought WWE would ever collaborate with like Impact. So it's really a huge thing. And it sort of opens a lot of doors. Like, I don't know if they're going to do it again. Because I feel like maybe they let Mickey have this moment and let Impact be mentioned as sort of like an apology to, we all know the trash bag situation when she got released. So maybe it was their way of apologizing to Mickey by letting her have the creative freedom to um, express herself, her character, on impact on the main stage at the Royal Rumble. Because I'm pretty sure Mickey James had one of the biggest pops in the Rumble alongside Ronda. And from what I've heard, Melina and Lita. So that was definitely a surreal moment. And you know, it's also nice to see WWE sort of acknowledging other companies too. Um, because you know, 
wrestling isn't like what do you call it, exclusive to WWE. There's plenty mm-hmm. of wrestling out there. So it's really great to see them acknowledge impact, you know, every once in a while. Because I know they have, I'm not sure if they directly like mentioned impact or TNA in the past, but I remember they had like interviews with like um Dixie Carter. <laughs> do you know do you know that one Jiggy? Like that interview with Dixie Carter. I think it was for like a documentary for Agent. I think it might have been Agent. Either Agent Angle. Yeah. Yeah. Either one of the two. So I thought that they would never do that again. But yeah, Mickey James happened. So yeah, I hope this is like an upward spiral for Impact because Impact's been taking advantage of that as well. Like they've been mentioning Mickey a lot and WWE a lot. So I hope they keep the momentum up. But yeah, what else is going on in wrestling? Um, As of now, that's all I know of. But yeah, I, I really look forward to what Impact has planned because they're definitely coming from a lot of mainstream attention with what WWE helped them get. So I hope they keep it consistent, for sure. Well, I hope all goes well for Impact too, even though I crucify them at times for their own writing and whatever. But the fact that Mickey James actually appeared at the Royal Rumble with her own song, not only her own song, but the fact that she actually got to wear the knockouts championship, what? It's great. And I mean, like, in terms of, like, the theme song situation, like, it is Mickey James's song. So I wouldn't be surprised why they wouldn't let her have it. Because, you know, it is her intellectual property. So she has the right to use it. So that was smart for them too. And like the moment the music like hit, I was like, oh my gosh. The moment that they had the theme song, I was like, she's definitely coming out in a cowboy hat in her hardcore country gear and she's definitely having the title with her. And there we go. And I actually also bring up, she was the only one who had a name plate. Because you know how everyone in the Rumble has like the number and then their name on the upper right corner? Mm -hmm. She did not have that. She had a whole nameplate that said Impact Women's Champion, Mickey James. So kudos to the attempt, but like she got her own nameplate with the whole championship situation going on. Not even did, did Charlotte have a nameplate that said SmackDown Women's Champion? I don't think so. So she was definitely the talk of the women's division, the, the women's wrestling fans for sure. So yeah. Uh, applause, WWE, for you. Applause for actually. Let Mickey James all this actually get to come out with her own song and represent Impact Wrestling. May you actually keep up this style of a momentum. Do not ignore the indies or anything less than you anymore because it's on record. It's on record now, and people will call you out if you actually <laughs> go back. All right, Jiggy Kenzo, you're up, hon. Honestly, it, it's just the same thing. Um, maybe it's like this one thing that I really want to add. It's like, uh, this is... Mickey has been to all Royal Rumbles, actually, now thinking about it. This is... She's five for five when it comes to rumbles. Yeah. And this is her best showing ever. And this is like her best 
pop I would this is the best pop, this is the biggest pop that she's gotten in the past you know the only time she's ever gotten pops when she had a face off with Trish Stratus when she had a face off with like Charlotte and people kind of took her for granted if you were to ask me um as a wrestler but luckily now she is well respected more than ever and maybe just like another wrestling two other wrestling moments that I'm really happy about 2k22 has finally released some more details give us the deal oh my god <laughs> give us the deal I almost forgot about I that I love <laughs> WWE games so like I'm so excited for that genuinely and the return of my GM where is it's just like something that already makes me want to buy the game already and another thing is a little bit of a small victory sort of so of course um the women barely have any like generational superstars at the top of my head i can i can only think of like nat natalia tamina and charlotte am i missing anyone i don't think so i don't think so yeah but now we're gonna finally gonna have another generational wrestler in our grasp bianca terrelli the daughter of santino morella has been reportedly signed to WWE in NXT, of course, for now. I'm very excited to see what she has to offer. And I've seen some of her stuff in NWA and in the Indies. So I know the girl has so much to offer. And she's really young as well. So I'm very excited to see how her career goes. Oh, and Nia Jax. Yeah, she has some lineage in here. So, yeah. It's not a lot of... It's not all the time where you get a lot of, like, women with, like, very high respect their family has I mean like their their family has a higher respect in the wrestling division so I'm very excited with that Simone Johnson she just has yet to debut uh, the rocks kid oh boy she's very young so like I can't wait for her mm. like daddy may he may be successful oh god who knows Look at Roman. His daddy was mainly a tag team wrestler. And look where Roman started off. He was a tag team wrestler on the main roster. And now he's the longest reigning universal champion in the past. Uh, how many years this belt been around? Oh, God. Almost six Seven years. Seven years. Wow, six years. Oh, my God. I think it was out. Wait a minute. Actually, championship itself. Uh, yeah, 2016. So we're almost 2016. Yeah. I still feel sorry for Finn Balor. I feel sorry for Finn Balor. You let him get injured in that first ever championship match, and you never let him sniff that belt ever again. The hold. You didn't let him challenge for it. I'll give you a pass for that. You gave him a challenge to Roman, but still, poor Finn, poor Finn. All he ever is known for is his NXT runs and being the first universal champion, but I don't really count that quite so much because he gave that belt up due to injury. He didn't even sniff it for a 24 full hour. But hey, it is what it is and when Virgil Devitt leaves WWE one day. I'll be saying about time because he's stuck in NXT. That's a shame. That's a shame. <sighs> but 
pro wrestling ain't supposed to be sad. It's supposed to make you happy to some degree. And uh, before we actually get into something that makes me very happy, uh, Jiggy Kids, uh, you actually did a turtle for me back in October, uh, back in September. And you pulled out a card of a uh, certain madman uh, by the name of Minoru Suzuki. I unknowingly found out that Mizu-san, murder dad, he actually was here in America for like almost a full month or two. I said, what? Jiggy actually pulled out a card of murder dad telling me about something that's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, like I'm hearing tours with a uh, game changer wrestling, impact wrestling, uh, AEW. I was like, losing my mind. I said, what is this? What is this? And it amazes me. I actually did buy his GCW stuff. I still got to catch up on it. But the fact that you actually pulled out a tarot card with him on it, and then like he actually showed up here in America. I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought he was going to stay behind in Japan because of uh, travel circumstances. But I said, <laughs> they made me even more hyped to get you on here today. I'm wondering what cards will you pull out for me? And then a certain wrestler that you actually pulled out would appear. Ooh, I'm getting tingly all over my back just thinking about it. All right. So with that said, for the third time in Black Lion's domain, I'm getting my tarot reading by the almighty Jiggy Kids from the Pipe Bombshell Boy. So hit it, hunt. Okay, so um, I'm just going to reiterate the question. So this is just a reading for the yes, first six from months. From last month all the way through uh, June. Or okay, so January for yeah, the March. Okay, so yeah, six months. months. That's it. The first six months of the year. So we'll yeah, here again. We'll bring you back mm -hmm. uh, whenever ready. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I'm just like using the same deck that I use, the wrestling deck. My favorite deck, of course. I wonder what. Let's up. see who comes out. Let's see. You know, like whenever I use this, it's always like sort of like a mini rumble, as I would say. You never know who's going to come out. I don't know. Which way I'm a getting... mini rumble. Okay. So I'm going to go shuffle for now. And I'm actually really excited. It's been a, it's been a while since I've given like a pretty long tire reading. So. Yes, I'm very excited to see what I'm comes so out that You actually pulled out a card of Minoru Suzuki and he showed up here in America. I will never forget that for the rest of my life, ever, ever. May I ask though, how, how did my other, my last reading go for you? Oh God, I think a good portion of it did come true. Um, I had a business partner who I love, but we're not doing business quite so much together anymore. Oh, okay. But we're going to actually work things out when the time is right. But when now, okay. I'm, uh, and since then, I've actually been, how many books? Like uh, two to three books. <laughs> and I'm oh, waiting wow. for uh, my next one to be out in 10 days time. Oh, and that thing. 
I can't wait for people to read it. It's not my typical stuff. Uh, people out there that actually want to see a different side of me should actually read that book because I'm using language I never used on uh, books before. Then that was like, what? <laughs> you guys that dirty? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'll admit that. I'm that dirty. All right. So you uh, got everything shuffled now? Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to make you pick. So I don't know if I can make you see it. No, I can't. Okay. I'm just okay. going to make you pick um, left, right, or middle. Okay. I think I did the last time in the middle. All right. So. All right. So it's not the middle. I think the first time we ever did this, I think I said the right. All right, let's go with the left. Okay. So I just want to remind you back that tarot cards aren't here to really predict the future. It's really just here to give you like guidance on the guidance, more of like guidance in the future in the path that you're heading into. Um, some of the things may come true if you do follow the guidance or even if you don't, if it's a bad thing, it could come true as well. But again, just to reiterate, this isn't 100% true. This is all just advice coming from the cards itself. And it's not even for me. That's so, fine. I always have fun. Yeah. I just love laughing at my own reactions. <laughs> so uh, hit it. All right, so I'm going to knock. I usually make my clients knock, but I can't. So I'm just going to knock for you over there. I'm not going to so, yes, Exactly. I'm just gonna put the first six cards down. Actually, the only six cards down. What am I talking about? <laughs> so, yes, we actually have. Ooh, that's actually a really fair amount of cards over here when it comes to the meaning, the wrestling. So let's just go right into it. So for the month of January, so we got the High Priestess reversed. But this is actually AEW star Hikaru Shida. So, yes. So, this is the month of January. We got her reverse. So, it's like this. But I wanted to show you the design. It's Shida. Saw her in AEW, Sendai. I love her. I don't think she's been in stardom. So, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure about that. The High Priestess, number two. So, I'm just going to, yes. Okay. Yeah. Shida, Shida, Shida. <sighs> yeah, I'm getting the Japanese ones. I'm loving. Oh my god, I was reading the wrong card. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was reading it for like the first. I was like, wait, this is wrong. It really says. <laughs> That's why I'm like actually doing it. I need to go to the <laughs> Okay. Okay, so I guess like generally speaking, the high priestess is a card that it really weighs a lot when it comes to what you're thinking and what how you are internally than externally. But in the reverse meaning of it, it's kind of saying that you had a lot of like unrealized and untapped potential that has yet to be like put out there in the world. So maybe you have all of these ideas, 
but maybe because like um I don't know maybe like the season over there COVID's not doing great or even like the physical season because of winter it just has not come into fruition yet so I have all of these ideas but I guess in a sense there just hasn't been a lot of action and it isn't necessarily your fault though since some of the forces just isn't lining up to what it was meant to be and it's kind of throwing you off so I guess like what I would say is that in this month you were really focused a lot in your inner self rather than your outer self and hopefully that is something that comes well for you in the next few months so Mm -hmm. yeah so So generally, I would say January, it was a lot of like thinking and brainstorming. But due to like, maybe people were aside from the holidays, maybe maybe it was because of the winter season there, or just COVID spiking again. Um, Things did not go exactly as planned and like not a lot of actions were taken. So yes. Up next though, card number two for this month, February. We We got Mustafa Ali over here. Oh, wow. I'm hoping he's doing the best. WWE should grant him his release right now. That's right. Let him go. You ain't doing nothing with him. Yeah, they're doing nothing with him. I kind of feel bad. No, I don't don't kind of feel bad. I do feel bad. So, yeah. So, the key words that is is moderation, harmony, acceptance, resolution, cooperation, and patience. So... Yeah, honestly, again, it's once again more about inner growth and outer harmony, as it says, as usually it says. And it's learning how how you're really going to develop yourself as a person. So maybe now you're still in the reflecting end of like, how come my plans don't go exactly as planned? That's redundant, but yes, you get my point. (laughs) Um, Why it didn't really go exactly as planned. And now you're just like back into that um, phase of like I guess like reflecting and really thinking about stuff so one thing that you really have to think about is that like you have to moderate your expectations I would say and just accept this mini defeat or big defeat even and have a resolution that is cooperate um, cooperate I guess with yourself and have like a plan B per se because like Something didn't work out. And although this is the time this month, it seems like you are going to heal yourself from this and you are going to have some more sense of an idea of what to do next after this. So yes, it's a lot of like healing. It's a lot of thinking still. And hopefully it's, it is a very positive card. So I have no doubt February won't be, hope at least it won't be as bad as January. So yes. So yes. So now for March, we got another reverse card here. It's the tower, and it's the moment of oh fully down in 1996, I should watch that match again, actually. Yeah, but anyways. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, so the tower is generally a card all about change, all about new different things. Um, if you actually look at the traditional tower 
um, design of a tarot card. It's literally like a tower exploding. So it's a bunch of like killing the old self and having a new beginning. But in its reverse meaning, actually, it really seems like that you are refusing to change. So maybe, I guess, even though you have healed from it, you're still scared to take some action when it comes to this problem that we are addressing, the big problem that we are addressing in this reading. And it really seems like that at a deep level, you're, you're being prepared for the challenges that might eventually come to you. And you're going to see what, what, I guess, ahead of like what's going to happen with you and how you can do better from this. And you're going to have a little bit of more freedom, a little bit more creativity and expression here. But the thing is, it's, you might be a bit too stubborn. And I guess you just, <laughs> I guess you just really have to be patient. This, I feel like this card is just telling you to be patient in this month because it's going to be a lot from what it seems. Maybe you're still not 100% over with, with what has come down, but you really have to, you really have to like get ready for yourself because like new things are bound to happen. And once the tower breaks, it always can be built right back up. So that is something that's definitely going to happen. I have no doubt. So, yes. And now the month of April, WrestleMania month, we actually have Johnny Wrestling, Johnny oh. Gargano, Two of Swords. So I'm actually really curious to see what this has to say. Me too. I am, side note, I am a bit sad that Johnny Gargano is no longer with WWE. He deserves. That's one of my favorite Yeah, are... that's true. Go. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious though. I feel like though he would not that he's taking a little bit of of a break with wrestling, especially that Candice is about to give birth. So yeah. hopefully they have a wonderful family. And yes, okay. So Two of Swords is a card of balance and comfort, and. And friendship and combined resources, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for this particular, this this is one of the cards that has completely a lot of meaning. But I feel like in this particular card, it's all about the balance. I guess like the balance of what you want to happen versus what can actually happen. So like once again, setting your expectations to a down. So I feel like once you can make the this month is gonna be about you like looking for the balance of those two. And looking for what is, what is like, uh, what's the word? What's like, what works for it? If you if you're gonna try to look at it both, what's a compromise? There you go. What's a compromise for these for these two things that you really for something that you want to happen and that something that's attainable? What's like the compromise and what's like the solution of this that you can go for? So it's gonna be. A bunch of meditating as you have been doing meditation as you said it's gonna be a bunch of like thinking once again but i feel like this is already showing itself that by this point you're gonna be a bit more balanced and you're gonna be and in a sense you are gonna have your head a, a bit clearer with what's to come to the year so, so yes so that is the first four months on to the fifth one Okay, I need a little help here. I actually don't know who these are, but it's the Five of Pentacles. I'm not so sure who these are. Oh, God. I'm trying to reckon. 
No, that's not us, Satanus. That's not Satanus. I don't know who that is. Wait. Is that a woman on the right? Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Wait a minute. Show me it again. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. I think that's maybe the former uh, Karrion Cross and his wife, uh, Scarlet. I think. Is Scarlet? Not sure. Oh. Interesting. You know which way? Oh, maybe, maybe. What's going on? I see the word caution. All right, but that was like his thing. Okay. Okay, so after all of that deep reflecting in the past four months. In this month, it's gonna be a bit more. I feel like this is the most conclusion that you're gonna get from this, from this like stage in your life. I guess it's just saying that the worst has, the worst is over. So that's like one thing that the worst is the worst is over, and that's one thing that you don't have to worry about anymore. And that's always a good thing. And it can, it's and. This card always indicates recovery as well and persistence to go what's next. And especially right now, you really want to get through this. And with all the patience that you have, even if it takes what it says here, what it says here, even if it takes five months or even five days, five weeks, you really just have to be patient with what's to come. And the worst has to come. The worst has the worst has already came, actually, as I said. So it's already done, and in this month, you're going to be, if I were to guess, you're going to be at least 90% at least of what has happened, and you're going to slowly but surely move on with what's going on. So, yes. And finally, though, for, the, for June, it's actually very interesting because, like, this card right here just usually indicates beginning so i'm very excited to see where that goes but we got alistair black aka tommy oh. as the magician i don't know where he wait malachi black very good that's his new name i forgot about that i got him uh, tommy uh, and with uh brody king mm-hmm oh. That's a great end. Okay. So I guess the month of June, it's going to be all about the magician always recommends looking in, getting in touch with some stuff that's not necessarily in your comfort zone or sometimes even in like the realm that you're looking at. So I'm guessing in here, it's just all about looking in, into different perspectives of the thing that you're, the field that you're into. So maybe you're finally going to be able to find an alternative or maybe even like a yeah I, yeah an alternative yeah i can't really find another word for it so you're going to find like another alternative and what's another way to do things when it comes to this and the magician it's it's number one of the tarot deck for the, for a reason it always signifies new beginnings new hope and there's definitely like you know, 
um, the high priestess said, there is really like some magic or like some potential that we have yet to tap into. And I think it's really fitting though that we went from the high priestess to the magician because now with an untapped potential, you kind of like got ready for yourself in the first half of the month to like go into a different perspective and take this into account and put your ideas out there and maybe start anew or maybe even just like relaunch even. So this month, it's going to be it's going to be the start of something, but that particular something I can't necessarily say, but <laughs> it's going to, all your hard work and your hardships will pay off at this point in time. So yeah, just to reiterate, so generally speaking, I would say the first half of the month, it's uh, first half of the month, first half of the year, I would say. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily seem great to be completely honest, but Overall, it seems that you do have a lot of like potential with your with the ideas that uh how you didn't things that you weren't able to do back in 2021, maybe even 2020, but due to some heavier reflecting on all throughout across the all across all throughout across the year, you are gonna have a reset, a restart, soft opening, whatever you want to call it, come June and really start in you and see what's what's different so yes that is all i have to say thank you so much thank you thank you thank you love i appreciate it I actually, that was great i start off with uh Sheeta at the start and then alistair black or excuse me malachi malachi, malachi black and i completely uh, forgot about that like i call them i call them like both of his old names alistair black Tommy and Tommy and yeah. Oh man, oh man, oh man. And I'll make an announcement right now. All right. So uh, our dear friends down in Stanford, Connecticut, their WrestleMania is happening. Uh, I believe the second and third of April. Okay. So <clears throat> I actually decided I'm gonna leave work early on the thirty first of uh March. I want to actually be home that afternoon to start watching some pro wrestling. And plus, I deserve to be away. <laughs> I deserve to be away from work. So the 30th, I still I have off. Then the 31st, I'll just work like five hours and then leave. <laughs> and the rest of the weekend's mine. So uh, it's not quite so bad. And I lost somebody that was like a father figure and he loved wrestling. He loved WWE very much. So this feels like something that's right in my alley. Yeah, it really does. <sighs> yeah, it really feels right. Not more than I talk about it. I'll, that I actually do watch some wrestling and homage to him. Now, will I watch the Almighty Empire? Um, I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> if I do, I'll let you all know, especially me. All right. So with that said, thank God this stream actually did go through. So with that said, your hopes for the future or now, <clears throat> excuse me, your desires, boys. Your desires of the future are, and Jiggy Kins, because you actually gave me my turn, uh, 
Troy can go first. Your desires right. of the future, love, are? Uh, for the future, um, well, wrestling-wise, I hope um, we continue keeping up, like, the pace in terms of, like, the storylines that we've been having. It may not be the best, but I have faith that things are going to be better in the coming months. Hopefully, new stars are going to be built in all companies, for sure. Um, more women's wrestling, for sure. Personal ah. bias. <laughs> uh, maybe another women's pay-per-view. Now, with all of the female legends that they brought back from the Rumble, and now with Ronda coming back, because you know, star power, as they say. So might as well have another one. Um, yeah, those are my thoughts for wrestling. As for the future, for the podcast, uh, more guests. Um, one of the things that Jing and I have been lacking recently, well, until tomorrow, we will have a guest. But um, for the past <laughs> two months, uh, we have been missing a bit on the guests, but we have contacted some people. So hopefully we do get to meet more people in the wrestling industry, both um, wrestlers and wrestling journalists, because we do know a lot of people. Um, so yeah, we hope to, I hope to get to meet a lot of them alongside the Jiggy. Um, personally, on a personal level, I just hope that um, the whole COVID situation in our country gets better and that we can finally meet each other face-to-face and make college fun because <laughs> it's not fun at all, right? <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's really harder to socialize when you're in an online setting. But yeah, those are my wishes for the coming future. And I hope, I hope the rest of the year goes great for everyone as well. I hear you. All right, Jiggy Gins, you're up. Honestly, uh, yeah, re- I'm just gonna go the go the same format the way the Troy said it. Wrestling wise, a great WrestleMania, I would say. Um, especially women's wise, another evolution. Come on, it's about time. Uh, it's about time. Come on, it's been like 2018 was the last three and only evolution. Four year, no. Four year. Four year. It's about four years. This is the fourth year. This is the fourth mm, year. This is the fourth year. Yeah. So it's been a long ride. We deserve it. We freaking deserve it. Like, uh, yeah. Hopefully, maybe some more WWE crossovers with other companies. This could be a reach, but I, oh my God. My dogs are really going out of it right now. But uh, if, it's a bit of a stretch, but who knows? Maybe like a WWE and Stardom partnership? I don't oh know. But that is really out of reach. Maybe, okay, let's keep it realistic. Maybe like more impact appearances, I would yeah. say. Maybe Charles Fair can like appear in Impact or something. Oh my God. That is actually, that is actually really possible. Have now. Sasha appear on if Impact. If you think about it. Or Sasha. Oh my God. My dog Tasha going steals after. or something. I lie. Good thing we're actually starting to wrap this up because I. Think- but okay, um, on more of a personal level, I guess. Uh, I said my again, my biggest dream is to just um move to the United States. Hopefully, that comes to fruition. And who knows? Yeah, who knows? Just like meet there. Who knows? Maybe in the next five, six years. Let's see. Yeah, it'd be an honor for you to actually come out here to America and then I actually do make time to actually meet up with you. Yes, it would. Okay, and that's lovely uh, things of the future, boys. Okay. 
I would usually ask uh, your top three recommendations, but uh, no, no need this time. <laughs> you said that you're going to work on the uh, last three that you gave me. Okay, let's see. What can I do for you going forward, YouTube lads? What can I do for you? Oh, uh, well, yeah, for me, um, I mean, just continue supporting like the podcast and yeah, hopefully we get to see each other again in six months time, as is the usual cycle, yes. for sure, for the fourth yeah, time I'm around. I'm not letting you two go. That, that, that <laughs> sure. reading things are absolutely fun. I love actually having great laughs. And some of that stuff does come true. Some of it. I'm not saying all of it, but a good portion. Yeah, like Minoru Suzuki. I'm not going to ever shut up about that. Like, <laughs> you pulled out that cut. And now I think that would be the September or October, either which way. I said, okay, that's good stuff. And then I'm hearing left and right from friends. Oh, Zach, uh, Minoru Suzuki's in GCW. He's in AEW. He's in Impact. I said, this is more than a coincidence. Jiggy pulled out his card and now Murder Dad's here in America for a tour. Okay. So uh, who, knows, who knows? Maybe by June, Malister, Malister, Malachi Black will be Malachi Black will be AEW champion. I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> God. I don't know. Malachi, if Malachi Black holds any style of uh, AEW gold, I will be crying almost tears of joy because he's actually deserved uh something matter of fact he and uh brody king if i understand this correctly and somebody that watches uh independent wrestling please correct me if i'm wrong uh i believe they are still the uh pro wrestling gorilla world tag team champion so i'm happy and grateful for that ah <sighs> Oh boy, I love your hopes for the future. Oh, and yes, it's time to hit the outro. With that said, one goal, one aim, one rogue, one focus. Your beautiful hunts, kins, and loves out there. And that's lovings. We don't need no donkeys. We don't need no elephants. We don't need no royals. We just need each other. That's all. And with that said, thank you to the Pipe Bombshell Boys for returning and being my most consistent male guest. Uh, MGB Grampkins and uh, Matt Love of the Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast. Zach Rashida would love to talk to you again. Not only on Twitter, but in this domain. And uh, everybody else I've mentioned, too. I love you all humbly. And uh, Black Lions Domain, my baby turns two years old. It's finally years territory in nine, uh, five days time on the ninth. And I'm looking for guests and I'm gonna get me some guests. With that said, this stream is over. So these two can go to bed and I can go take care of business. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.